Hello, this is Let Me Know How It Is, a podcast about all things geek. Tonight, we recommend some of our favorite current cartoons. If you're a new listener, welcome. We thank you for being here. We release new episodes every Wednesday. Thanks for listening. All right, guys, we're discussing our favorite animated programming currently running. So hopefully you guys out there are watching and enjoying some of the things that we'll bring up. And if not, and if you're looking for something new to watch, you should have a bunch of recommendations you can check out. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. All right, guys. Uh, what are you watching right now? I know I'm going to say something that no one's watched because it's on the, uh, uh, the most hated, I'm going to miss a hated, the most underspread um, streaming site that no one has got is Nessie. I didn't know Quibi had animation. Oh, no. Quibi's dead. <laughs> Quibi's dead. I'm talking about CBS Access. Ah, uh, yeah. I l- enjoyed Star Trek Lower Decks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's something that I didn't think we needed, but it just it's something that should have occurred a long time ago. I'm not sure. Are you any of you aware of Lower Decks right now? I've heard of it. Is it, is it, I want, the question I have, like the first question I have, is it set with, within the, the end of the universe they've already established in the 60s or 70s? Um, actually, it's set, I would say, a year or two after, or a few years after Next Generation TNG. Okay. But it's not like, I'm, what I'm saying is like some of the stuff that they introduce in the animated, the old filmation ones, the one that where they, some of them, some of them voiced it, it's not the same thing, right? Yeah. No, no, well, it's not like that. Okay. It's like a, it's a parody of Star Trek, but it's still canon. It's like if Star Trek made a comedy show in okay. which everything came before it is canon. Okay. And they make fun of the tropes, the things you come to expect, mm-hmm. certain races, anything that you can think of. It's, it's a deep dive into Star Trek, but at the okay. same time makes it fun and engaging for new people. Hmm. It all takes place upon a ship that the second contact, not first contact, <laughs> second, second contact. So they come in after they met an alien race. Exactly. They're the ones to do the paperwork, set them up, that type of thing. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and after that, that's all I'm telling you. Okay. What's the name of the ship? Wow. You just threw me under the bus. <laughs> 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 I can tell you the names of the people, everyone but okay. that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I, I can't believe you did that to me. <laughs> I figured it would have like a funny name or something. Oh no, yes. it's 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 not really a funny name, but geez, I just I just because I'm thinking about all the people, what they went through, and the last thing on my head is the is in my mind is um <laughs> the ship, but the ship, oh my goodness, but no, I I definitely recommend um Star Trek Lower Decks. Our engineer okay. put in the notes saying USS Cerritos. Yes, yeah, Cerritos. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> USS Cerritos. Engineer yeah. with the save as always. Yeah. Indeed. Thank you. So this this has got some some uh, Family Guy pedigree, right? Is it Family Guy or is it Rick and Morty? Uh, more Family Guy than Rick and Morty, because it, yeah, I, I know somebody somebody from one of those shows is basically like the showrunner, executive producer of Lower Decks. Actually, no, I take that back. It's it's um, Rick and Morty, but it doesn't feel like Rick and Morty at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, is it a little bit like the Orville or no? See, I haven't seen the Orville. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. Because for a while, I mean, not, you know, it's not animated, but that was a show that was basically scratching that next generation itch for me. Okay. That I didn't know I, that I didn't know I had. So that's why when you said it was something you didn't expect to get, 
I had the same with situation with, with the Orville where it was kind of like, it was close enough, you know, and still there was stuff in it where you're like, okay, I can see the influence of Seth MacFarlane on it, but still it's basically an homage to TNG. Yeah. Well, just say Star Trek because they do way more than TNG references. Okay. Yeah. All right. It sounds cool. I've wanted to see it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Because you, no one has TBS access. No. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that, that is true. They did put the first episode on YouTube. I remember when it when it launched. Okay. Which I had ready to watch. I just never got around to it. But I did see the trailers and stuff like that. And I thought it looked it looked funny. Yeah. If you've seen you know. an entire season of Star Trek, you will understand what's going on here. Okay. I've done that. <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I made the prereq for the class. I'm good. Yes, yes indeed. Okay. Indeed. Cool. All right. So what what else is out there? Anyone see Solar Opposites? Since we're on a Rick and Morty tangent. I've not seen that either yet. This is the TBS show. Ah, it's Hulu. This one's on Hulu. Is it's it on, on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. It was on TBS. I forgot completely that they aired it on TBS. You're 100% correct. In which it was supposed to be a Rick and... They had um, Roland Martin as... I th- is it... That's his name? Roiland? Roiland Martin? Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland. Why is it Roland Martin? Why do you sound that for me? Who? But Solar Opposites, it's okay. I, I, I watched the whole season of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did no one see that either? Mm-mm. Nope. You, I know you recommended it to I know you recommended it to me. I just haven't got to it because again, there's eighteen hundred different streaming services and I'm not paying for every streaming service to watch one season of one thing. And I got that. Yeah. So no, I haven't seen it yet. I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. No, nah, this one this one's this one's definitely Rick and Morty ish. What's the premise? The premise is um two aliens is it two let's say four aliens come to um earth looking to make earth into their new world because their new world exploded okay and they're trying to assimilate to customs and society but they do it in their own unique way Mm -hmm. and that's all i can say without spoiling like premises and ideas and things of that nature so it's coneheads Oh no! It's hundred percent. It's hundred percent Conan. Yes, and, okay. and the yes. neighbors from a few years back. Oh, yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. But not right. No, but it is. It's yeah. It's it's what twenty twenty Conan. It still yeah. is. It still is. I can't even lie. Okay. It definitely okay. is. All right. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I like Conan. I'm not making fun of that. The sketch or the movie. I'm just saying. That's what it sounds like to me. Immediately, like, oh, Conan's. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. The the the, the argument is they kind of disagree or agree on whether it's awful or awesome which is america ah uh, okay <laughs> like somebody okay. Will, somebody will do something and it's awful to one while just the best thing ever to the other one i got you yeah okay so you're sticking with it tommy or, or you or you've tried it out only i'm sticking with it because the okay it's the backstories are more disturbing than the the main stories of the aliens what goes uh, on as a result of what they do because like okay this is a spoiler. Very, very subtle spoiler. One of the aliens, to make it easier to deal with people, shrinks them. And when he shrinks them, he just takes them and puts them in what's like an ant farm to people. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. a whole nother story of all the people he shrunk mm-hmm. in this ant, ant, like, ant farm-like environment in which they have to fend for themselves. Okay. And it's disturbing. Like the oh, bottle wow. city of Candor. But horrific. <laughs> right. yes. yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. I love you guys' tangents. It's so much easier. I can do the premise and you're like, yeah, that's this. Yeah. Right. right. 
Yeah, definitely Candor. If Candor was like a hell dimension. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Superman coming down to you know, which, have which I crack. can't believe. I can't believe nobody's written that story. To be perfectly honest, at this at this point. But well, don't we get? Well, don't we get that? What is in the Brave and the Bold episode where they where Superman's a jerk and shakes the bottle? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it could only be that simple. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. and you hear that? You hear the tiny screams? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. That, that, Hilarious that, gag. Funny yeah, this, gag. this oh. backstory would be the camera when he shakes it and you see them people dying and sitting on fire and all that stuff. Yeah, that would be the backstory. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so it's a nice it's a nice take on the interplanetary zoo. Although horrific. Mm, not interplanetary, just <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well to them, well, I mean I'm saying to them it would be. No, no, the, a lot of stuff they use, it's like Basically, it's it's if um the atom can never shrink back or Ant Man can never be normal size. How much nah, it would okay. suck. Nah, okay. Yeah. How dangerous little objects are in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Should never own my, own a hamster. All that type of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just little things like. That. Gosh. All right. I'm watching Craig of the Creek. Ah, yeah, <laughs> I love I love Greg yeah. of the Creek. <laughs> That's a great. Okay, movie. I've not started that one yet. Yeah. Oh, it's so it's it's so innocent. <laughs> What's it about? You know, so uh, Craig of the Creek is on Cartoon Network currently. That's where you can find it. Uh, it basically it's 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 our childhood growing up. Or like after school, we went out and played with a bunch of friends. Okay. Right. And so they go to they go to the creek, which is like in their neighborhood. And that's where all the other kids like kind of congregate congregate. And, you know, do things, but they, but they've also like kind of created this world where they can exaggerate on things, you know, right? Okay. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And so, and, 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 and there, there's a flexibility with that world, right? So there, there's like, uh, the, the first episode that I saw is Craig, uh, is mapping out the Creek area. Right. Mm, like, yes. like, like he wants to make a map for it. And there's a section in the creek that nobody has been to because it's like it's it's this giant like poison ivy patch. Ah, OK. Right. And so they're like, what's in the center of that? Like, we don't know. No kid's ever been there. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And so it's like stuff like that. Um, You know, and Tommy, I know you're watching a ton of the show, too. But what's interesting about this show is that I know that uh, Ben Levin, uh, one of the uh, creators of the show, grew up around here okay like where we record where some of us grew up yeah and like you can see it because i'm watching it like like the the show and some of the background designs like i can see houses mm-hmm. that were like the same houses that like friends of mine grew up in okay you know like in friends neighborhoods i'm like i know exactly what that house looks like like <laughs> you right. know yeah yeah it was kind of the same thing again to, to like it to another show that was was actually live action and animated was um my name is Earl. Same mm. sort of thing where the guy was, um, uh, I can't remember his name, the guy, Greg, somebody right. who produced, who came up with the show. Garcia, Greg Garcia. Greg Garcia. Thank you. Was local to here. And he, same thing where he had, um, he would talk about Frederick every once in a while. I think the other, one episode they were looking for Burt Reynolds in a fair or something. And they were talking about Frederick and they talked about Cumberland <laughs> Yeah, and they talked about all these places around here that was, you know, it was, it was, and it was better than like, say like the X-Files that would show you nothing that looked like Virginia. It would, right. it would at least at least yeah. resemble sort of what what the place you know those places would look like. So I was like that. I thought that was funny, but that's cool. Yeah. I, I again, there's another one that you recommended, Zach, that I wanted to check out. But 
haven't had a chance to. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's so fantastic, and 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 they have like. You know, just so many different like 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 the elders are 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 a group of like young like like tweens that that play Dungeons and Dragons basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? And there's like all kinds of uh, of stuff like that where you're gonna you're you're gonna encounter everything, and they sort of like extrapolate and exaggerate like 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 you you get jinxed, and so you can't talk. Okay. Like, was, you yeah. know what I mean? That and they like they'll base yeah. an entire episode around that. Yeah. Gotcha. Hey, that's okay. a strict rule. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can't violate that. Well, yeah. and then on top of that, they have representation. Like the witches of the creek, they're basically like what uh, a lesbian couple that's goth, mm. but but they don't see them <laughs> that way. They just see them as w- witches that can put spell on spells on them or curse them right. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and there's the okay. green cloak. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the mythology around him and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's such it's such a sweet, fun show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything's through the eyes of a of a kid, and when you see it, it's like you love the innocence that they create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say there's one episode where the, there's a girl from another dimension, but she's not really from another dimension. She's homeschooled. But to right, them, right. she's in a, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah, that yeah. one. She's in another yeah, dimension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you don't go to school at home. <laughs> yeah. There's another really good one that I I forget what they're doing. They're supp- they're about to do something, and then like, and then you hear Craig's like stomach growl, and then he's and his eyes like go wide, and he's like, "We have to go to your house right now." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, and then they're yes. like, "Well, what's the matter?" And he goes, "Can't you go to yours?" He's like, "No, there's no time. It's got to be your place." <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> that was good. That was really yeah. good. So, is it is it similar to Phineas and Ferb, or is it its own thing? In premise of how they congregate with one another, Phineas and Ferb, but it's not agenda based. Anything can happen at the creek. It's okay. It builds off the premise of after school. You hang out with your friends by the creek, and whatever happens at the creek is what you get into. Okay. Yeah. It's like my second grade. Yes. There <laughs> tends to be an explanation to the exaggeration. Yes. In Craig of the Creek, whereas whereas Phineas and Ferb is just completely fantastical. Yes. Okay. That's what yeah. I figured right? it was. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure, but that's what I thought the, the difference between the two was. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It's one, one is anything can happen. The other is it's just the child take on, the, on, on what's happening. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And the, the synopsis on Wikipedia does say it's in a fictional suburban Baltimore slash DC area town of Herkelton, <laughs> Herkelton Maryland. Yes. Herkelton, sounds, Maryland. Sounds and right. There's, there's designs in the background too. Like there's maps in the background too. It's like, you know, like the Maryland parks and stuff like that. Like I've right. seen. And yeah, it's cool. Okay. Yeah, it sounds it's cool. cool. I would love to get Ben Levin on the show if we could ever t- <laughs> <laughs> like track, track him down sometime. Yeah. 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 So I started just watching, and I'm a little late in the game to this one, but it's Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts on Netflix. That was nice. I only saw but that, I'm yeah. not as far behind the game as I thought I was, because somehow this show only premiered earlier this year, mm. and season three has already run. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they did three seasons just in 2020 alone, In January was season one, in June or July was season two, and then October was season three i'm only just at the start of season one but i mean the show like in the first couple episodes blew me away 
Okay. The setting is that it's a couple hundred years in the future mm-hmm. after some sort of apocalyptic event. Mm-hmm. And I'm early in the show, so I don't know if this stuff's been revealed yet. But uh, we follow a girl named Kipo who is expunged from like a subterranean world that we don't see yet into the surface world. Yes. Okay. Because of an accident. Like she shoots out of a sewer drain and then the sewer <laughs> drain like collapses behind her so she can't get back home. Okay. And then it's her on this surface world that's just like an apocalyptic wasteland of a city where all the buildings are collapsed and everything's overgrown back to plants and forests, like on top of this like rubble of skyscrapers. And there's giant like mutant animals and stuff out there in the world. <laughs> yes. yes. And and she doesn't have any clue because she had always lived in a safe borough city her whole life where everything right. was safe and civilization was easy. Mm-hmm. And now she's up in the surface world and doesn't know how anything works and doesn't know what anything is. But like one, the backgrounds in this show are beautiful. Like every background painting is, is so gorgeous (laughs) where you just see like the plants over this, this rubble and debris and in collapsed buildings. And it looks so nice. And another thing is the action. It has some of the best, like most kinetic, like energetic animation I've seen hmm. in anything. It's done by DreamWorks Animation, who does a lot of, you know, great shows for Netflix too, like Voltron right. and Shira, mm-hmm. also produced by them, and a lot of great action in both of those. But there's just something about like some of the chase scenes, some of the action stuff in this show. And mm-hmm. and a lot of it's not even that like high stakes. I'm like, it's, it's like kids riding a bike through the city and like mm-hmm. somehow they, they just put so much energy into the animation. And then the third thing that blows me away about it is the, their use of music. Yeah. Is their soundtrack is, is phenomenal and how it works with the animation, how it works with the action, how it works with the scenes and sets moods. And it's not just one type of music in the first couple episodes. You've got, in some of the in in some of the chase scenes, you had sort of like a like a world electronica type style. Mm-hmm. Okay. In others, a hip hop. In one, there's like an old Motown sound. Yeah, yeah. Like it just <laughs> oh, blows cool. me away, like the diversity of 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 what they choose for the scenes and how it always works. But like I said, I'm only a few episodes into season one, which only premiered earlier this year. Even though I think it is only a three season show and has run its course. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to watch as much of it as I can, as fast as I can. Was this cool. like an acquisition that they got somewhere else, or, or is this produced by, for them? Uh, it's produced for them. It's okay. from the creator. Um, Radford Seacrest or Seacrest? Yeah, Radford Seacrest is the name of the, the creator of the show. But it's yeah. a lot of the, the producers. Uh, Bill, Bill Wolkoff was another producer on it, but Char- uh, Chuck Austin, who is credited at the end credits as Chuckles Austin, But it's Chuck Austin, who's been around in the industry for a long time. I think it's one of the situations where they team up, you know, younger showrunners, younger producers with an older veteran Hmm. um, to just kind of help out with some other stuff that the the younger creators might not be, you know, well-versed in yet. And Chuck Austin has been doing this a lot because he did it on Steven Universe. Mm -hmm. He did it on Shira. So, and now he's doing it on Kipo. So he's, he's, he's a... A mentor on a lot of these shows, I think. Yeah, hmm. that's cool. But yeah, this wasn't an acquisition. This was a Netflix-owned produced show from DreamWorks Animation. 
He's got a good portfolio, though, too, because those are yeah. two other really, really good shows. Steven Universe yeah. and Shiro are really good. It's a, it's a long way from his X-Men days, if you remember his run yes. on X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and his monumental tour de force on War Machine. Right. <laughs> right. I was about to say, um, it also mentions that, what's his name? Radford Seacrest or Seacrest? I'm probably butchering his name. Yeah, I'm not, I've only ever seen it written to you. He was a storyboard artist for Ben 10 Ultimate Alien. Ah. Okay. Yeah, oh, really? He's, mm-hmm. he's got some great action in yeah. things, man. This oh, stuff yeah. is so good. That's when I was watching Ben 10 was the Ultimate Alien stuff. Alien Force yeah. and Ultimate Alien when, when they aged him up the first time. Yes. Yeah. It was fun. But no, that sounds cool. I've never watched any, any of these episodes, but I mean, you're selling me on the show on the show hard. Like, I, I want to check it out now. Yeah, I was just going to say one of the cast members, the main voice, uh, the main voice actress who plays Kipo is Karen Fukuhara, who is mm-hmm. also on Craig of the Creek and is also on The Boys on Amazon Prime. OK, well, that's her. <laughs> yeah, that's who does the voice for <laughs> Kipo. Because she says nothing on The Boys. <laughs> right, right. She signs. She yeah. signs on The Boys, yes. but she has no she has no spoken lines yes. on The Boys. Oh, she plays. Um, what's her name? Um, the female. Kimiko. Yes. Kimiko. Yes. Yeah. Kimiko. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, that's cool. And she's Sewer Queen and Alexis on Craig of the Creek. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> cool. Very cool. I mean, I was surprised that they got Dion Cole to voice a character on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sterling K. Brown is mm-hmm. also a voice. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's great. Yeah, I was, I was very impressed by from what I've seen on the show. And like I said, I was a little behind the times because I had seen a lot of people talking about it online all year. But it's definitely worth the buzz it's been getting. Cool. All right. So what else is out there? I've got something. I mean, it's pretty, it's been out for a while. It's not something that's fairly new, new, but it's it's just one of those shows that, that I finally got a chance to watch all of and I really enjoyed, which would be Harley Quinn on HBO Max. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good, yeah. Um, you know, it's one of those, I was very skeptical of the fact that, that we needed a Harley Quinn show just because I've been kind of underwhelmed by the Harley Quinn stuff that we got outside of the comics. Um, right. I felt like. I felt like Harley Quinn was a little overexposed outside of in the comics and kind of outside. I didn't really, you know, care for birds of prey. I didn't really, I didn't really like it. I thought it was suicide squad was just okay. And then when they announced it during an animated, I thought, well, you know, I'll give it a shot eventually. And it was one of those things where I remember watched the first couple episodes. And then before I knew it, I'd watched a few more. And then before I knew I had finished it and overall, it's just a really, really well, produced show i think that the animation's great on it um the voice acting is really good um kaylee cuoco is really good as harley and then the the dynamic between her and lake bell who plays poison ivy is really good i think alan tydick as usual does an amazing job as clayface okay <laughs> because you know it's without giving it away he's very much a um they play him very much as as a as, a, as an actor as clayface mm-hmm and it's a great take. Like a, it's, a thespian. Yeah, right. very much as thespian <laughs> as, as Clayface. And it's one of those takes like, you know, usually Clayface is either, you know, a giant mud monster or he doesn't really have a personality. But this way they stick with, you know, kind of the roots of, you know, the, the Clayface being part of the, the theater or part of movies or whatever. Right. Which is great. Um, Ron Funches as King Shark is awesome as well. Yeah, I always love Ron Funches. I also always like Lake Bell because I was a big children's hospital fan and yeah. she was part of that. Yeah, her delivery, her very dry delivery is Poison Ivy. I, I found, at first I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And then as time went on, I used, I really found, a, like, I really loved her character. 
And then uh, rounding out, Tony Hale is Dr. Psycho just being the ultimate douche <laughs> that, he, that he plays, which is great. I mean, they delve a little bit into why he kind of is jerk, but at the same time, he's a jerk for a reason and it, it works with Tony Hale. Overall, it's a great... I mean, there's like little things like they have Diedrich Bader come back as Batman from Batman the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Which is nice. And Christopher Maloney is Jim Gordon's awesome as well. Right. So, yeah, overall, like I said, for a show that I really didn't think I wanted, I really... I really came to love it and I'm hoping that we get a season three, but so far they haven't announced anything yet. What, what I like, and I haven't seen it either, but I, you know, I've seen trailers and clips and stuff like that. And, and what I think is cool about it is DC does a lot of animation. It's some of my favorite animation always, but, but this show doesn't look like anything else. It doesn't look like Batman animated series and it doesn't look like the DC, you know, straight to video movies that are coming out and stuff like it's got a unique look to it, which I think is cool, which, which to me is, is, one of the strengths of the medium in general is, mm-hmm. is I like that you get, you can play around with stylization and people can look hyper realistic and not and everything in between. And so I think that that that's one of my favorite things is, is when the first image or the first like clip of a show comes out and I can actually see what it's going to look like moving. Yeah. The design, yeah. I like the designs of the character designs are really well done. They do a nice job of, you know, it's not, you know, it's not, definitive like they take that you know sometimes they take their, their take on a character and it i think that what they manage to do with the character design over well is really really good they do a really good job with that cool oh and frank just the right um september 18th they officially renewed it for a third season so it's definitely oh they did back. yeah okay great that's awesome i had not heard that cool yeah, yeah it started on dc universe and now is on hbo max so you can watch the previous seasons on hbo max and that's where the third season will live yeah. yeah. So it's two seasons out already, right? Currently? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they definitely leave you in a spot where you're like, oh, well, I definitely want to see what happens next, and I'm glad that we were able to. Well, when I first saw the show, I was a little bit <laughs> perturbed by the uh, the level of violence shown by DC characters. I didn't think they'd ever do that with DC characters. Yeah, it's definitely not a show for kids at all. Right. <laughs> it's, definitely, it's definitely a show like, for adults, but you know, it's one of those, if you're an adult that enjoys the DCU in general, you really enjoy the show. And I've only seen season one. I haven't seen season two. Or no, I've only seen part of season one. I haven't seen all of season one yet, but I've seen a chunk of the show. And I'd say like, it definitely has a vibe similar to Venture Brothers. Yes. So if Venture Brothers is your thing, then like yeah, this will feel like a natural, a natural jump on for you. Right. Because yeah, it's definitely one of those things where, especially with the villains, we get a lot of villain in it, you know, villainy in it. And it's one of those things where, you know, much like in Venture Brothers, where you have your, your, your top tier villains and then you have pretty much everybody else. This is a lot of characters that you know and love as everybody else. Right. You know, they definitely are not treated as, not everyone is, you know, like top of the food chain for villainy, which is right. cool. And to they see. try to show everyone's feelings. Yeah, is, that too. <laughs> like it's a Venture Brothers thing too. Like you actually see what these people feel and care about. Yeah. Okay. These people you would normally never think about. Yeah, I mean, I'm amazed by how many times I hear that this show is really, really good and stuff. Because, yeah, Frank, I was like you, like, I'm, I'm, I, I can, I can understand the justification for making it, but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to check this out. And then, and then, like, slowly but surely, I was like, really, it's good. You think it's good, yeah. and you think yeah. it's good, and you think it's good too. Like, huh? Okay. Yeah, I gotta check this out. <laughs> yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Like, like I said, it was one of the things where I started to watch it, and before I knew, I'd watched all of it, and really. You know, I can't now that there's season three, I'm very excited. I can't wait. Yeah, I know James Gunn will be excited because I remember he was tweeting about like, mm-hmm. please, please give it a season three. 
But the violent stuff, Tommy, that you were mentioning, like it does remind me a little bit like um, on Paul Dini's podcast I was listening and he was he had um, Spike Brandt and I'm going to get his name wrong. Tony Schiavone. So they're the pr- producers of like Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. They're, they're you know, journeymen at Warner Brothers. They, they've been on a 100 things and they were they were talking about a, a bunch of shows that were in development at one point at Warner Brothers that never got made. Okay. And one of them, Dini was talking about, were like, I think it was him and I think like Lynn Naylor were developing a Harley Quinn and like a Harley and Ivy show for okay. MTV at okay. the time. It was, it was, it was supposed to be an animated thing. And they were saying as they were in development and going to like pitch meetings and stuff like that, like the, the notes they kept getting from MTV was push it farther. So they would mm. go and do some work and then they would make it like a little edgier and a little bit more extreme. And then they would go do another meeting and then be like, push it farther. And then they oh, would do, wow. you know, rinse and repeat over and over again, push it farther, push it farther, push it farther. And then, and then like, like nothing happened. You know, I, I <laughs> right. wish, I, I wish that there was some like concept art or something like that, like online that we could post. I don't, I've never seen anything for it, mm. but I guess they must've liked the idea of it. I mean, my sense is that. You know, some of that, not, not that Dini's involved with it, but just the sentiment alone, like mm-hmm. let's, let's push it, let's push it as far as we can and not make it something expected, you know? Right. No, no. They, yeah. They definitely did it with this show. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, it's played as shocking and sometimes it's played for fun. So. So Tommy, I cut you off. So what was the show you were going to bring up? Oh, it was one thing I knew, I think Clifton watched, which was, um. Cleopatra in space. Yeah, I've seen a good chunk oh, of that show. Too. Yeah, I'd, I've not seen all of the, this current season. It runs on Peacock for anyone who has Peacock, which I guess everyone does because there's a free version. Yeah, <laughs> so anyone can watch it. No, for that one, I was going to ask you more about that particular show because I didn't get the chance to watch it. And I know you did, so I just wanted to. Okay, what your opinion or take on it? Yeah, it's another one. It's produced by DreamWorks, mm-hmm. so I mean, it's it's as good quality as as the stuff they're doing for Netflix. It just happens to be on Peacock instead of Netflix. Okay, but it's based on a comic book that started out as a like self-published web web comic by Mike Mayhack mm-hmm. called Cleopatra in Space. And when he had been doing that comic a while, he sold it to Scholastic. So then Scholastic started collecting what he had already published, plus putting out the the new graphic novels each time he would make one. And he's been doing that book for like, I don't know, 10 years at least, if not more. Okay. Uh, he's one. Um, some of us I know Zach has had a chance to meet him. We're at the, our, our local conventions as well as like San Diego and stuff. He's yeah. a very nice guy. I like his work a lot. So if anyone wants to check out his art, he does these like adorable watercolors of characters. Mm. Uh, yeah. I love his stuff. His stuff is great. And uh, so Cleopatra in space. The premise of it is that you know back in. Whenever Cleopatra was, what was that like, sixty BC, mm-hmm. <laughs> back in the time of, back in the time of, of Julius Caesar, that like, we're following the actual Cleopatra in Egypt, and she gets sucked through a portal through like a you know pyramid magic into the future somewhere out in space, mm. and mm-hmm. and so it's um, you know, following her adventures where she's trying to get back home to ancient Egypt, but, you know, just learning how to live as a teenage girl in the future when there's like aliens and a robot armies trying to take over the galaxy and 
Um, so far, it's been a lot of fun. Like again, like like the DreamWorks, the stuff they produce, like like the action's always good. Like it looks nice. Like I love the look and style of the show, and and the voice performances are great. Cool. But yeah, that one just premiered. I think it went live at the same time that the Peacock uh, streaming service went live. So back in the summer. Yeah, July fifteenth is what. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Another show that I forgot existed. That was that was one of those where. You know, I own like some of the books and it was like we heard it was in development, right? you know, for years and years and years and years. And then suddenly it was out. And then before I knew it, it was like it had been out for like a year. It was getting a show and then two days later it was on Netflix overseas. <laughs> mm. But then I guess NBC had picked up the rights here. So or NBC, Comcast, Universal, whatever the company's called. And so it had to wait until Peacock launched for it here. Hmm. Yeah, I got to check it out. But yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's a good all ages show. It's very fun, very energetic. Cool. It's well made. It reminds it's it's similar. Like if you like Shira, you'll like it. Yeah, this this is like a recommendation show for me because there's a lot. There's a lot. (laughs) Honestly, I thought we were going to have more overlap so far than we have. Right. We really haven't. Um, Who's uh, I'm going to throw one out just for everyone to jump on. Uh, Who's watching Primal? (laughs) You read my mind, man. (laughs) Right. <laughs> going the other way so we had all ages and now we're going completely yeah, it's the a dramatic end. shift it's a dramatic shift yep yeah no i'm definitely watching primal well what, have you seen have you caught up and seen any of the um current um season no like the second half of season one yes right Pr- primal primal is the gendy tartakovsky show kind of similar to uh the, the rollout rollout to, to cleopatra in space is kind of like, like we heard about it one day and then like Boom. two months later it, it came out, Boom. <laughs> you yeah. know, on TV. And so they ran five, five episodes in the first batch is kind of like, like, like a week long event. Like it, they did a new one, like every day. Mm. Um, I think, I think it's, I think I remember, was it every day or every week? Every week. I cannot remember how they ran that one. I thought it was ever, I thought they did it every day. That's that a week. special. Anyway, whatever. doesn't matter. So they did five <laughs> episodes and then, and then, like we thought that was it. And then, and then a couple of months later, it was like, Oh, there's more coming. And we're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They ended up running yeah. an episode on April fool's day, uh, mm. as part of their adult swim, April fool's block, where they always run a surprise episode instead of whatever they're supposed to run. And it was turned out to be episode seven. So they skipped over an episode and went to the second episode in the new set, but then eventually started airing the, the second half of season one in yeah. earnest. So to answer your question, Tommy, very, very long winded. Uh, I've, I've watched the first five of the original batch. I haven't started the new ones. They're on my DVR. I haven't just, I haven't gotten around to them yet. Okay. I've also only still seen the first half, the first five and not the newer episodes. Okay. Okay. No. Oh, and going back, um, Zach, you're right. It was every day. They showed the new episodes. Like I think it was October 7th of 2019. In which they are so back to back to back to back to back episodes. You're 100 percent correct. Yeah, and and they even did they even did some in theaters. There was some talk because they had done like a limited run in like in in Los Angeles and I think in New York and stuff like that. There was some Oscar talk possibly yeah. that it could be eligible for Oscar runs just because it had been in a few theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, it was not nominated, so I guess it was disqualified. I didn't follow up on it too much, but. <laughs> But to talk about the show, actually, a little bit. So, so it's it's basically it's a caveman. Oh yeah. Uh, 
uh, it's a caveman who with a spear who's teaming up with a dinosaur and they're sort of, you know, navigating a prehistoric earth that's, you know, as dangerous as the as the title suggests. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like to think of it as a grim, dark Flintstones reboot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There, there is some tongue in cheekness to it, but then there's some like brutal, brutal, <laughs> brutal, you know, gosh. stuff to it, too. The action is fantastic. Also, it's yeah. like, you know, it's it's what you would expect from a Gendy show having, you know, if you're a Samurai Jack fan. You know, very, very moody show, beautiful backgrounds, doesn't does like looks a touch like symbiotic Titan a little bit. Like if if you've uh, familiar with that show, kind of the thick like character like like character designy look like the character designs themselves kind of look a little bit like symbiotic titan but the backgrounds look completely different they look almost like watercolor hmm. I, yeah i can see yeah yeah and it's it's not a historically or scientifically accurate prehistoric <laughs> world we should no. point out <laughs> They're not going for the accuracy there. So there's a lot of horror elements there's a lot of of horrific creatures and things that that you won't find at the natural history museum. Right. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. Never, yeah. Let, never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What else is out there? Uh, I'd be remiss if anyone brought up ducktails. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. After that challenge, sure. after that challenge we had not too long ago, mm-hmm. I'm a full fledged member and current <laughs> watcher of ducktails. <laughs> you probably ahead of some of us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are. I'm sure. I'm certain you are. Almost there, though. Almost there. I'm like three episodes behind. So I'm getting there. And there. so I, I am watching this current season, which I'm which I'm liking. This is this is this, you know, it the show's like cheers. Like it, <laughs> it gets better <laughs> yeah. as it goes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what season are they on? Third. This is season three now. So we're, okay. we're about in the midpoint of season three. I would okay. say. Yeah, like it took a break and has come back. Yeah. Yes. Is is any of season three on Disney Plus or is it only just one and two? I think that's just one and two. Yeah, okay. I think one and two. The Disney Now app has has the current episodes, which, which you have access through your yeah. cable company. Yeah. I, I did see, you know, I, and I sent this to our engineer actually like earlier in the week. They did, um, you know, slight spoiler alert. They did have like a Darkwing Duck episode that mm-hmm. they had is kind of like kind of like a special event deal and everything. And so Disney actually posted the full episode on YouTube, mm. which I just tripped over, which I haven't watched yet. But but, you know, it's not often that Disney like will put full episodes out there for like just everybody to see. And it's a carry up from episodes they've done along the way for yeah. the show where they've touched on the characters and the idea of Darkwing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very cool. Yeah. Fun show. One of my favorite things. I, I love how, how the, the nephews all have distinct personalities. Yeah. Not saying I like their personalities. I'm just saying I like that they. <laughs> <laughs> They're good guys, though. They're good guys. They are. Deep down. <laughs> deep down. They, 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 all have, they all have some learning to do, which I, which I like. I like that, that there's a, a lesson for each of them to learn, but it's not like clubbing you over the head with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. That Louie will sell you out, though. Yeah, I'll sell yeah. you out for anything. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it is almost like like a super villain <laughs> origin story when, when it comes to Louis. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I like what I've seen so far, but I'm not anywhere near caught up. So Okay. Nice. Yeah. Another another show that also like the, the look does a lot. There's a lot of shows that 
you know, j- just the look alone will uh will sort of pull me in. Uh, any anybody watching Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I've seen a good bit of it. Okay, yeah, that's that's one to me. Like you know, it, that show runs very hot and cold for me. But like the look of it is so. It's just so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, like their style and colors, like their color choices. Yeah. Is totally great. And and this is this is like a weird thing I do sometimes just for like inf- like inspiration. Like when something looks cool on the TV, I'll shut the light off and I'll get my phone out and I'll snap a couple pictures of it. And there, so like Clifton, I've sent you like pictures I know of like of like look at this character design or look at this right. background. This looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Know? Um there's a really one of my favorites is an episode called Snow Day. And what's really cool about this one is um, from an artistic perspective, like it starts in the day and they're in Central Park, like at, they're out in the open in Central Park. And it starts like during the day and the color of the sky has got like that, like kind of pinkish hue mm. thing to it that you would see, like, you know, on a snow day when snow is about to, to come down and stuff. It, but it, and, and I've never seen this in a show before where they'll go through they transition into nighttime so you actually get to like the sunset right into into the nighttime as the, over the course of this 11 minute episode right but they don't focus on it like it's just kind of happening in the background and then before mm-hmm. you know it then like the, the color in the sky is different it's kind of like this brownish orange that again kind of looks like snow's gonna fall at any minute mm-hmm. <laughs> you know in the winter at night and it's just like it's so beautiful so so beautiful i don't remember anything about the episode i just remember that like i'm just watching like god the background is so nice it like, had a pink issue yeah <laughs> the performances on the series are good though um, yeah you get like the all the turtles are good i'm i'm trying to blank on on michelangelo's name but i like him a lot he's always good in stuff yeah yeah no i'm blanking on his name too he's really good and and what i like about this show also is is the the turtles read so young like Mm -hmm. younger than any iteration of of them before i think like they actually feel like teenagers right right in this version and keeping uh april a teenager again always it's a good choice yeah it's a great choice yeah and and there's a lot more of a mystical mystical element there like you know there's a cool like there's like a mystical like forbidden city that's like beneath new york <laughs> yeah it's Which, a different angle it's yeah. definitely a different angle than you've seen in in turtles stuff before uh that focuses on on magic and yokai and ghosts and stuff yeah uh, mm. and john cena we get john cena as a as a villain voice oh, yeah. right That's for cool. season one i think i think he left i i, uh, I did okay. trip over i don't think i don't think he's come back to do it did they have somebody else doing the the same character it, it's somebody doing a john cena Okay. Is because like I'm, you know, being a wrestling fan, I'm like, I kind I noticed the difference. I'm like, is that him? Like that doesn't sound like him. Like, right. <laughs> you know, but it is somebody doing like a good impression of him. <laughs> I think I think according to Wikipedia, it's Roger Craig Smith is the replacement for John yeah. Cena. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. That sounds right. But going back to what Zach was saying, I think the voice of Mike was Brandon Michael Smith, who also was a Disney kid at one point. I forget what he was on. He's so good. Yeah. I was looking at Brandon Michael Smith was, he grew up, yeah, on Disney Channel. Tommy was right. Uh, Sonny with a Chance. So random. Phil of the Future. Yeah, He that's was the on one. with that uh, was the one. Ali Machalka. And then 
more recently has been on non-Disney stuff like You Are the Worst, which I know I think Tommy's a fan of as well. Oh, truly, <laughs> truly is. <laughs> He's a very good actor. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was on um, Hulu's, um, I think, Three MTV Weddings and a... Sweet Vicious. Oh, oh yeah, he was on, yeah, he was on that. You're right. I forgot mm-hmm. about that. He was also on Hulu's um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Mm. Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go back and forth because because the Nickelodeon, uh, the first, the 2012, the CGI one, mm-hmm. which is a show I like a lot. I love Greg Sipes as Mikey in that, too. And I just I go back and forth on like on this new guy and Greg Sipes like all the time now, you know. Yes, yeah, so our cast, our Turtles cast is Ben Schwartz, uh, Brandon Michael Smith. Brandon, ben Schwartz is Leo. Brandon yeah. Michael Smith is Mikey. Omar Benson Miller is Raph. Josh Brenner as Donnie and Eric Bauza as Splinter. Okay. Yeah. Weird take on Splinter. Weird <laughs> yeah. take. Yeah. And Kat Graham is April O'Neil. Yeah. What I didn't realize is they made each uh, turtle a specific type of turtle. That right. I didn't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. They didn't make them all the same turtles. Yeah. Like one's a soft shell. Is it Donnie's a soft shell? Yeah, uh-huh. Donnie's a soft so he shell. So like, he created a hard shell to protect his soft shell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they definitely put some thought. Yeah, I mean, so they they definitely play with the with aspects of it, which which I, I know takes some fans a like aback a bit, but it does it does make me feel that like I would have told you that the bow staff and the katana blades and the size and all that stuff was essential, and then when they changed it, I'm, I'm going like, oh wow, like really, like the idea is more flexible than than I think, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. So is Splinter younger too? No, he's no. older. If, no. if anything, okay. he's older. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. All he right. plays him very old and chubby. He's like I, a Russian hamster rat. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much because there is some reveals to, to like to who he is and stuff like that. Um, like, like that's another thing that they play with. And, and there is a, a serialized component to the show, but it takes a while to get there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it starts like almost the very last episode of the first season is when you start seeing like, oh, they've been kind of building up a little bit, like without me noticing some stuff. Cause so it's kind of like, there's a fair amount of setup, a fair amount, but like, but it, it hides behind like this, this, this manic, like zaniness. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. so it's very like misdirection, like, like you don't know. Okay. And then, oh, wait, okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh all right, Tommy. I Tommy, I know you got another one, so Oh uh, no, I was hoping you'd bring up Infinity Train <laughs> Oh my goodness. You you knew we would get to it soon enough. Indeed. At some point we would Indeed. yeah. We could do we could do an entire episode on Infinity Train. That's what like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Um but yeah, so it's HBO Max now. Yes. Uh season three is available on HBO Max. I think you could still watch season one and two on the Cartoon Network app as well, but you can watch all three on HBO Max. And Tommy, you have the floor. I'll, I'll you know, I've sp- I've <laughs> spoken a lot about it already, so I'm going to pass it on to you. Okay, no, no problem. Um, I believe the show first started out as a pilot online in which everyone geeked out on on uh, for Cartoon Network. It just recently moved to um, in, um, HBO Max, but the general, I'm trying to think the general premise of the show without <laughs> revealing too much. But Infinity Train basically is a show about 
a person on the train. Oh, no, a person with personal issues that mistakenly. Oh, oh. <laughs> a person on the train that tries bring, bring, to get it, off. Bring right? it back. Go easier. No, Somebody's go. on a train on a train with infinite number of cars. Yes. And then and then the other hook on it is that they have a, a number on a glowing number on the palm of their hand that goes up or down. Yes. And they don't necessarily know why. No, yeah, 100% right. correct. That, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, the, and then the, whole, the whole show is essentially figuring that part out. <laughs> yes. For the first season, at least. <laughs> yeah, at least for the first season, at least. Yeah. And the first season focuses on Tulip, a girl struggling with her parents' recent divorce. And you see how she does that while stuck on the infinity train, so to speak. Right. And she comes into contact with various friends and people that help her along the way, trying to get off that train and back yeah. to her family. Yeah, at least that's what the first season is. What's interesting for me, uh, and, you know, you, you, you watch a lot more stuff than I do, Tommy, but like, what's it, I've, I've never had a show um, before make me feel every, like, in between seasons, like, every time, like, like I have no idea where this is going to go now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, like th- this show does that to me like like no other show before live action animated ever mm-hmm. in, in you know in all my years of watching tv like like it it never ceases to 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 get me to that point of like uh, i i have no idea i have no yeah. idea what's going to happen now yeah <laughs> yeah the the way they structure that storyline it, it it could take a left turn and you won't even know what the purpose is until after the uh episodes are completely finished or even it might be the next episode in which it comes to a conclusion based upon what was created in that particular episode, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Def- definitely a mystery series. I think, Frank, I think you would love it if you give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I think you would things. too, Frank. No, I've heard good things. I'd like to check it out. I just haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. It's created by Owen Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. He who used to be a story- storyboard artist and writer on regular show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I liked regular show. Yeah. But this ain't yeah. regular show. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's a it's a special show. It really is. It's great. It's great. Okay. It's, a, it's a pretty fast watch too. It's like 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 a couple more of the the shows on this list. It's it's an eleven minute show. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so so you can you can blow through them pretty quickly, but but they feel long. Like it, they man, they pack a lot of story into that into those eleven minutes. Okay. Yeah. What else? What else is out there? We're 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 get we're getting close to 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 time, so we're gonna have to go quick on this last batch. But what else, what else are you guys checking out? I've brought it up before, but uh, Hilda on Netflix oh, is okay. a show that I like quite a bit. It's I had one him. season so far, and we've been in kind of a long hiatus. But season two is coming. It's based on a graphic novel series by I believe the creator's name is Luke Pearson, if I'm remembering right. Um, it's just about a little girl that lives in, you know, kind of a semi-realistic, semi-fantasy world where she lives in the town, but there's lots of magical stuff that happens in the world around her. There's like giants and elves and trolls and stuff out in the woods beyond her town, but her town itself seems like a fairly normal little place until it's not. (laughs) Um, the voice actress I'm trying to blank on her name, but it's the actress who plays Leanna Mormont on Game of Thrones. Yes. I think the, young, the young northern 
queen. Yeah, Bella Ramsey is her name. Bella Ramsey, that's correct. Yeah, and she is uh, she's great because I didn't realize it was her when I watched season one. I was like, this girl is so good. Whoever this is, (laughs) like this performance is so good. And then I found out it was her and and realized like, yeah, that that totally makes sense because she's great on Game of Thrones too. Yes, and uh, and like her her delivery is very matter of fact all the time. And it just, it's just funny to see it compared to like the, the magical stuff she's around and the creatures she's interacting with. And she's just so like down to earth and this is how it is yes. in her performances. Right. And it's just very charming. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to, to season two quite a bit. I've been waiting a little while for that one. Yeah, my wife was watching that for a while. She watched most of it. I only saw a couple of episodes. I don't know if she saw the whole first season, but what I saw, I liked a lot too. I remember the one about the, is it the one about the weather? Like they were getting a snow day? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That yes. one I liked a whole lot. I thought the idea of when she goes to confront the, what's going on with that situation, I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, it's again, like the, the show is beautifully designed. The animation is great. Mm-hmm. I like everything about the production. Theme songs mm-hmm. by Grimes, I think. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Net- Netflix has got a lot of really great stuff. Net- Netflix is becoming like a real heavy hitter for for animation. I'm I'm finding at least in my experience like like I'm kind of checking them out more than I am Nickelodeon these days and stuff. Yeah. You know. Like like we haven't we haven't brought up Dragon Prince. Dragon Prince is, mm-hmm. you know, a great show that, that mm-hmm. apparently apparently we have four more seasons coming. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we covered that one a lot in our uh San Diego yeah. coverage for San Diego Comic-Con at home. If anyone wants to go back to that one, we do yeah. cover it a lot there, but it is, it's, it's a phenomenal show too. Yeah. It's a fantasy show. Some of the alumni worked on stuff like uh, Avatar, the last airbender legend of Korra. Some of the, the showrunners were involved in those and it carries on the, the epic fantasy tradition with good, solid characters that you love to watch and want to see more of. Uh, in a compelling fantasy world. And yeah, I was very excited to hear that it got four more seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah me too. Which will let them tell everything that they had in mind for the show. Like it was, it's like their wish list of everything they wanted to tell. They'll be able to tell. Yeah. Just so cool. Like it's so rare <laughs> for yeah. a show to get to say that. <laughs> like, you know, we got, we got exactly the order we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. all the story we have. Yeah, that's For so sure. cool. But yeah, so they got uh, you know, and then there's they're running like a Transformers series uh called Siege, which mm-hmm. I believe was actually like like a web series also, so they might have acquired this, I think. Um yeah, the War for Cybertron. Yeah, the War for Cybertron trilogy. Like I'm surprised how much I like Siege. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's really well written, I think. And if you're a fan of generation one transformers it, like it definitely plays it's essentially a prequel series it's like it's you know it's the the war on cybertron before they take the ark to earth before the mm. pilot of of the original 84 which is awesome frank we talk yeah. about that all the time so it's like oh, it's sure. like the the glimpse you get of the war on cybertron mm-hmm. in the very first episode of the the very first original transformers it's like that yeah but okay for seasons for like three seasons yeah or will be or one season's out so far yeah. So Bumblebee's yeah. that Bumblebee's that hover thing. Yeah, Bumblebee's that little that that that. Yeah, I mean the, the exact design. Yeah, when he transforms, yeah, okay, it's cool. that it's that that weird like winged you know yes. uh, <laughs> beetle. 
Yes. You know, and, and Wheeljack is the same like boxy thing and like Starscream yeah. is the like all the seekers are like those those triangle jet things and yes. stuff. So it's really cool. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's it's a it's a neat looking show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pleasantly surprised with it. Ooh, can I add one more um Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I think this year we saw the conclusion of Steven Universe Future. Which I've still um, not seen. I saw all of Steven Universe, but I've not yet watched Future. Uh, yeah. it's, it's a great conclusion to the overall theme and um, storyline to the show in which virtually all loose threads are wrapped up in a way that is acceptable. That you won't, you know, feel that they shortchanged you on what they brought up in the past. Yeah. Yeah. No, great Steven thing. Universe is so good. So oh, yeah. I haven't seen Future yet either, but... You know, I'm 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 in season four of of um, Steven Universe now. My my wife and I are watching. We love it. It's so great. Another one does a lot in eleven minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> does a whole lot in eleven minutes. You know. Does anybody have like like real quick just just like honorable mention like anything still on their list that they want to get out? I love the return of Archer. Okay. <laughs> I know a lot of people here were a little bit tired of the last few seasons of it, but um, I think this new season Look that they had this year. Oh, no, no one at all, Frank. <laughs> Not at all. Yes. But I enjoyed it. it. It brings it back to what Archer used to be, but slightly different. Um, um, various people feel that there's certain things that they're hiding, which I hope they're wrong. <laughs> but right. I'm just, I'm holding on tight to, that it's not what he, what uh, our engineer envisions it to be. He's got some mm. theories though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some fun theories for sure. Indeed. Yeah. You got, you got anything else on your list, Tommy? Um, Midnight Gospel. Okay. I've not checked that one out either. That's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it quick, is. G- g- give us the rundown quick on that one. We, we, we may just have to do a second episode on this. One. Let's go on <laughs> a few more too. We didn't even Shockingly. get to, yeah, we didn't get to movies yet. That's how bad it is because yeah. so much stuff is. Uh, currently out but it was um basically pendleton ward you know from adventure time created um the midnight gospel which aired on netflix okay it's it's it revolves around what's a guy called clancy gilroy who's known mm-hmm. as a space caster which he's a podcaster but he deals with other dimensional worlds that are going to die it's uh, it's I cannot ex- really explain <laughs> this show <laughs> in, in like two seconds because I was a bit um, weirded out by the darkness of it and the surrealness of it. Hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's it's Adventure Time, but without caring about kids, like Adventure Time cared about oh, kids wow. watching it. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's interesting what they bring to you and. Like every world he visits, which he's a podcaster, is an apocalyptic world event that's occurring on them. So he's talking to somebody about said world through their perspective. I mean, it's it's more than that, but it's just ooh, it's so surreal. Right. Mm. Yeah. God, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Yeah. <laughs> but but the voice casting in that one is in is is wild. Yeah. I so like I I still have like Carmen San Diego. That's oh, also on Netflix. That. Another another mm-hmm. like really beautiful show. Like yeah. like mm-hmm. a, a lot more kid friendly. Like I mean, there is like an educational aspect where they do. There are trying to like teach you a little bit about like 
<laughs> you know, like, like what 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 Guatemala like exports and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, but History. it is a gorgeous looking show. Um, right, so so cool. Two characters on there like get on my nerves, and I really wish that they would write out. But you know, I mm-hmm. but you know, there's a fun fun like mythology and world building that they attach to it. Um, and it's kind of heisty and I'm a sucker for heist movie stuff. Um, the owl house on Disney, uh, is another one that, uh, you know, like, like is, is starting to, I think hit a stride, starting to get really, really good. Like, like, like rise of the teenage mutant Ninja turtles, like the world building is in serial aspects are starting to build on itself now. And it's, okay. you know, like we're, we're starting to get into the meat of things really, really good. I, 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 I wish only because it is kind of like it was sold to me as kind of like like Disney trying to do like a very kid friendly like horror show. Okay. And it's okay. not that at all. But I but but in in that being in part of my expectations, it made me go like I really wish that there was some more like it was a, I wish it was a moodier show. I wish that there was more interesting lighting and stuff like that. Like, you know, like um which I talk about Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated all the time, but like the look of that show is so unbelievable as far as as far as like the mood that it gives you when they walk into a room and it is actually spooky, even though it's, you know, a kid show. Right. <laughs> you know, Owl House is really cool. And, um, you know, and, and, and I don't know what to call it at this point, but, you know, Young Justice Outsiders slash Phantoms because Phantoms is going to be season four. <laughs> right. You know, but coming to HBO Max. Yeah. <laughs> and the previous seasons you'll be able to see on HBO Max uh probably already right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. So but that segues kind of perfectly to how I wanted to end the show, which is so what's out there or what's coming uh in the way of animation that we're excited about. And so I think Young Justice is kind of a perfect thing for me. Season four, really, really cool. I'm excited. Some stuff happened in season three that I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. So I'm excited about the fact that they introduced Legion finally. There you go. I was dancing <laughs> around it, but there, but you just said it, so <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about that. That was yeah. a lot of. I mean, I mean, I've talked a little bit about uh, Young Justice and how I felt over the last couple of seasons, but that 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 aspect, I'm very excited for. So, yay on that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, the first MCU foray. Into animation, which mm-hmm. will be what if on Disney Plus, yes. oh, which yeah, which I think we're still scheduled to get in sometime in 2021. Um, <laughs> a lot of stuff has been delayed, of course, but animation overall seems to be something that's been able to keep on trucking through production, yeah, uh, right. a, lot, a lot of remote work. And so, what if might still be on track for when we're supposed to get it uh, sometime next year? I, I think it'll be fun to see. I mean, just in case you're not familiar with the What If comic book from Marvel Comics, it was a comic book where they would take pivotal moments from stories throughout their comic book history and then just say, like, what if something else happened? Yes. That, uh, like, what if, you know, uh, like a, a sort of a modern example I would always use because we've seen is like, what if Gwen Stacy got bit by a radioactive spider instead of Spider-Man? <laughs> right. Exactly. Something like that. And then you can see like cool stories can come out of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and so this one is going to be doing a lot of, of pivotal moments from the movies to be like, what if something in this movie went different and, yeah. and went a different way? So we're seeing, I think they're doing like a, 
I can't remember, but I think they're doing a, a Agent Carter as Captain America yeah, type that's, character. That's, yeah. that's supposed to be like the first, either the, the first couple or the first one is supposed to be that one. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. I love Haley Atwell. So anything more with her and that character? Because a lot of the the actors and actresses, a lot of the original performers are coming back to do the voices for the characters mm-hmm. in the animation. Another yeah. one I think they showed that they teased when they showed the trailer was um, it's a what if T'Challa had been taken by the basically become part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He he's a oh, child was taken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. What if, what if T'Challa is a Star Lord? Right. Uh, exactly. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, looks yeah, fantastic cool as well. But I, I'm also excited about the fact that they chose um, Jeffrey Wright as Uatu as the Watcher. Right. Because mm. yeah. from the comic, Uatu is the one that basically sets up the the, the the framing narrative for the episode. Right. So I think he's a really, really good choice for that as well. Yeah. And we got a glimpse of the Watchers once in a cameo, in a Stan Lee cameo in one That's of the true. movies. We did, right. So they're the, the big-headed bald guys on the moon. Yep. They're just right. supposed to observe. That's all they're supposed to do and show up when something major is about to happen in the Marvel Universe. Tommy, what about you? That's a good one, Clifton. That's a really good one, though. Another one, again, keep forgetting it's coming out, but yeah, it's going to be so much fun when, it, when it's actually out. Oh, oh, um, Invincible. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure. That trailer on um, Amazon? Oh, I can't wait. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, we covered in an extra. Yes, we did. Yes, we, we have, did. Yeah, we have a short, we have a little short uh, episode on, on, on our reaction to the trailer, which you guys could check out. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited for that one. It's a fan, it's a fan of the comic and Kirkman in general. I'm very excited for Invincible. I lost track. Frank, did you go yet? <laughs> No, no, thank okay. you. I've not gone yet. Um, <laughs> mine is is actually two that were announced. Um, I think it was during Fandom, the second part of the Fandom stuff. I was very excited for. Mm-hmm. One is the JSA World War II animated. Yeah. Other than a few like cameo pieces here and there, and some characters that made it into Brave and the Bold, the animated there. I'm just you know I'm still astonished that we're it's just now before we get a JSA movie. So that I hope is you know. They go all out for it and they basically include every character they possibly can in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the JSA. And then yeah. the other one that I'm super excited for is Batman Soul of the Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. You know, it's one of those I was, I was, it was, you know, biting my tongue when you were going, Zach, because I thought for sure that was what you were going to choose. But, yeah. um, <laughs> Soul of the oh, Dragon. No, I have a list. I, okay. I have a list that I'm just going to blow through. <laughs> okay. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, Soul of the Dragon, if you don't know, is, is, is Batman and, um, Lady Shiva and Richard Dragon and uh, Bronze Tiger, right? Is anybody yep. else? Or is that uh, the no, no, no. That's that. That's the four of them, and they're up against like Cobra. Yes, not the ruthless like... terrorist organization to determine the rule of the world. DC's yeah. Cobra. Yeah, but, Cobra with a K. All... The yes. other ruthless terrorist organization to determine the rule of the world. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But it's also, but oddly enough, they that Cobra has a a twin brother like Tomax and Zamot that sort of feels pain. <laughs> there's another there's i'm not joking there's an actual thing with in the first like when he had a solo series back in the okay. 70s that was there's a cover or, or a bit where it's like you know same thing with tomax and Zemot, where they're like oh my god i put you you get punched in the face and then i feel it that kind of thing yeah but um yeah i'm excited for that because it's 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 a little bit of you know batman 70s you know martial arts stuff as well as the fact that it, it has a feel of almost like um of a, basically like a tournament of all of them kind of a who's yeah. who's the best fighter out of all those four, which should be really interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, for all of the DC animated movies that are still coming out and everything. So yeah, solo the drag is supposed to be the first one next year. 
then the JSA World War II one, and then the and then the third one um, for that year is supposed to be Long Halloween, which mm. is going to be a two part movie. So I, I I don't know if we're getting part one and part two in the in in the fall, or or if the second part will be in 2022. But yeah, super excited for all those Young Justice, like I said, Animaniacs on Hulu <laughs> coming right. out. You know, I find myself looking forward to that. Uh, Soul getting released on Disney mm-hmm. Plus, I think, really looks great. And then a trailer came out for uh, for a new Walt Disney movie that's going to come out in 2021 called Raya and the Last Dragon, which that trailer absolutely blew me away. It I, looks really good. Like, I, I think it look looks really so good. awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll post it on let me know how it is dot com for you guys, along with, uh, you know, other clips and trailers and whatever we can find for some of the other shows if you guys want to check it out. But and then just yesterday from the day we're recording, it was announced that. HBO Max is going to relaunch Tiny Toon Adventures, mm. which which for me, I, I, when Animaniacs happened, I was like, well, Tiny Toons isn't far off, but I didn't think it was going to be before Animaniacs came out that we would get it announced. Yeah. And then they also announced that Gendy Tartakovsky is doing another show called Unicorn Eternal Warriors, which there's like only one still of like, like right. a promo art uh, for and, you know, I'll watch anything he puts out so i love animation as you guys can tell so it's it's what i live for so there's a lot coming out which is really cool there's a there's a boom coming with the fact that it's really the only thing that can get made you know right. in the current climate so but yeah all good picks everybody so i know you guys out there have some opinions so we want to hear them in the comments what animation are, are you watching and loving right now or what are you excited about and tell us why don't forget to suggest the topic while you're there. You can find links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It'll help the channel to grow. And finally, don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash letmeknowhowitis. And follow us on Twitter at our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. Thanks for listening. See you next week.